you if you are presenting this best version of yourself. It's almost you want to put a little disclaimer on it saying, by the way, you know, this is like, I'm really trying right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best you're ever going to get. <laughs> All downhill from here. Oh, yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, like, hopefully the more you learn, the more experiences you have, then if you're both going through that together, then maybe you can you can enjoy the ride and and know the forces that are at play. Welcome to Diaries of a Polycule, a storytelling and discussion podcast about the real life experiences of polyamory, hosted by me, Kelly, and me, Adam. In this episode, we will be looking at new relationship energy, or NRE, and I'll share one of my earlier dates that was full of NRE. So this is my diary entry from November the 27th, 2020. I knelt against the low window ledge of the apartment, peering down at the dark Glasgow street below. Adam would be arriving any minute and I felt like I was going to be sick. We'd messaged each other every day since we first met, but due to the pandemic, we were somewhat limited in what we could do together. I occasionally rented cheap apartments for writing getaways, and I thought maybe I could get around the fact that we couldn't go to a restaurant by inviting him over to one of these apartments for dinner. There was a bit of a flaw in the plan, however. I wasn't much of a cook. I scoured the shelves of Marks and Spencers trying to find a vegan pizza. Surely they'd have one. It was M&S. Alas, they did not. He said he'd eat veggie if I couldn't find vegan, so veggie it was. The salad was made, the wine was chilling in the fridge, low mood lighting and some tunes playing in the background. I was all set for a romantic night in, but all I wanted to do was run away. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with romance. I absolutely love romantic gestures and the loving message they convey, but my body's instant reaction to romantic gestures is to laugh and or vomit. I could not trust myself to not totally ruin this. A knock at the door paralysed me. You can do this, Kelly, but also don't fuck it up, I told myself, reassuringly as ever. I looked through the peephole and saw him clutching a bunch of flowers. Fuck, 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 what was I going to do with those? This was too much pressure. I took a deep breath and opened the door. He smiled as he held a bunch of flowers up. I stared at them and then at him and said nothing at all. I finally snapped out of it and ushered him in, grabbing the flowers and throwing them in the sink unceremoniously. I couldn't seem to look him in the eyes, so instead I shifted around the apartment, moving pillows on the couch, checking the non-vegan pizza in the oven, I asked him if he'd like some wine and made a point of adding that it was vegan, as if this would somehow make up for the cheese bubbling away in the oven. Our relationship had taken place so far mainly via text message and video call. We were still so nervous in each other's company. Just the week before, I'd invited him round to my house. It had been a similar awkward start, lots of nervous babble from me about what an idiot Boris Johnson was, and then he kissed me. Adam, obviously. Boris is not welcome in my home. I already knew how physically attracted to him I was, but there's always that fear of a kiss somehow not feeling quite right. I'd had a lot of not quite right kisses in my time. Thankfully, this was not one of them. The crazy butterflies in my stomach were still flying around a week later. The pizza would be ready any moment, so I continued to fumble around the kitchen in order to avoid actually looking at him. When we finally sat down to eat and have a much needed glass of wine, I could feel myself slowly starting to relax. 
It was actually really easy to chat with him. We have a lot in common. But occasionally I'd look into his eyes and think about kissing him and that would set off my nerves again. Why does this happen between two people who really like each other? Your body just seems to get flooded with all sorts of chemicals that reduce you to a gibbering idiot. Surely this is counterproductive. He stayed over that evening as planned. We'd been getting to know each other for around a month, so it felt right to spend the night together at this point. It was so nice to wake up next to him the next morning and have breakfast together. When it came time for him to leave, it was actually really hard to say goodbye. It had been so good to spend longer than just a few hours together and to do something other than go out for a walk. I'd booked two nights at the apartment so that I could focus on some writing, but a lot of that day was spent missing him. I felt a little frustrated with myself. I wanted to be cool and in control and not get too carried away with this new relationship. Polyamory was something new to both of us and we'd both agreed to take things slow. NRE, however, had an entirely different plan. Mm. There you go. <laughs> yes, some definite memories there. Yeah, it's always funny hearing uh, hearing it back from hearing some things you didn't appreciate at the time still. Like what? I like hearing your take after I've kind of told you one of these diary entries. I mean, this is from over a year ago now. I think the main thing is I still do it. You still assume that the other person is just cool and calm and collected. I think, I mean, I know it's not true. Uh, if I think about it for a few seconds, it generally it's generally the opposite. Most people in relationship or work situations are mostly doubting themselves or, or worried about something or other. But yeah, I, I didn't pick up much on any nervousness on that date or, or the other early ones. Um, you definitely yeah. noticed my awkwardness with the whole flower situation. Yeah, which is funny and is like a little joke we have between ourselves now. But um, like looking back at it now, it's obvious it was like the NRE stuff was at play and um, th- there was a nervousness that I can appreciate more now that I, I know you more and know the background of all these things. Um, it was a com- it was comforting as well, because for me, anyway, once I kind of realised, oh, this person's a bit nervous or they're probably thinking, why did I do that? You know, thinking oh, I've made a mistake then. It just makes me relax because you th- you think you remember that this impossible standard that maybe you were holding yourself to is unrealistic and that you're just with another person. And, you know, we all do funny, silly little things like that, especially on dates. So to, I'd, I'd much rather you threw them in the sink than I think you placed them in the sink, to be fair. But I, I'm happier you did that. I'd rather you did that instead of, you know, stressing about a vase for them for half an hour or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, NRE is our topic of discussion for this episode. So I thought the best place to start is to discuss what NRE is. What is your understanding of NRE? Or why do we even use the term NRE? Well, it seems us polyamorous people like our acronyms that's an acronym isn't it uh yeah yeah i think so yeah um, sometimes get mixed up so my understanding of nre new relationship energy is the kind of particular set of feelings the excitement and at the same time the overlooking or unawareness of flaws in a person that you've just met it's that glowing they can do no wrong oh my god my life's about to change for the better times a hundred uh this was the person this is the best person i've ever met 
you're sort of going a bit crazy with this rush of amazing, amazing feelings going to your brain and your body. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, it's important to kind of point out that it isn't exclusive to polyamory. Yep. Um, that obviously this happens in any sort of relationship, really, and that we've already got lots of other phrases that we use to describe it. Um, falling in love, having a crush on someone, lust, the honeymoon mm-hmm. phase, all of those terms are used to describe exactly what polyamorous people use, NRE, new relationship energy. And I was listening to an interesting podcast earlier that is called Making Polyamory Work by Libby Sinbeck. Um, She raised an interesting point about using all these different terminologies and why do we use it? Why don't we just describe it all as love and different, um, different types or phases of love? Because she suggests that as a society, we've created this big deal out of love and not to say that love isn't important but that we have made it this once in a lifetime opportunity type Mm, deal the one that it's special that it's above all other sorts of feelings and friendships and things like that and that it's something that you have to protect and it's rare and so once you've got it you've got to keep it and you know lock it down with marriage I suppose. So she's suggesting well maybe we should look at love as being not that as big a deal that it is something that we can have with lots of different people that in fact this kind of ties into what Esther Perel had been talking about about having different so many different ones that there's not no such thing as the one that there's lots and lots of potential romantic matches out there for us and some of them could be short-term matches and others could be long-term life-long relationships and that's all just down to circumstance obviously the person if you've got compatibility with what you both want in the future and that even somebody who would be like a short-term love when you're in your early 20s if you meet them again in your 30s that could be like a long-term lover now because your situations have become more compatible so yeah maybe maybe we're wrong to use nre yeah i mean it's almost Love's almost a, a dirty word if someone thinks you're feeling it too soon or you're just yeah. you know, throwing it you're throwing it around willy-nilly. But yeah, we seem to have narrowed down love to very you know, a very few acceptable ways. The love for your your spouse, the love for your kids, the love for your family. But yeah, we we seem really hesitant to say that we can love someone that we've not known for that long or that we can love someone who maybe we only end up knowing for six months if you think you love them and then it, it doesn't work out did you not love them in that stage you know was, was that not a, a real love so i think maybe that's why it sort of helps us to think well it wasn't love it was just this yeah yeah and i think that sometimes that also plays into if we class love as this really big momentous thing that we build up to and have to find and search to find the right true love Mm -hmm. that everything else feels like failures in comparison and that feels like they have completely failed 
in this, you know, important thing that we're all doing. Yeah, I mean, this is all sending very familiar because I've been reading an article by Elizabeth A. Sheff, who is the author, The Polyamorist Next Door. She wrote an article for Psychology Today about NRE, which is a, it's a short little article that's kind of putting it in a nice little kind of short read for someone who's who's never heard of it before. A little excerpt from that is closely akin to the feeling of falling in love. NRE happens when people are fascinated with each other, but not yet aware of the negative aspects of their new crush. It's interesting that she says, you know, closely akin to the feeling of falling in love, because then, you know, when is it confirmed that you were falling in love and it wasn't just, you know, just lust or just NRE or, or just something else? Yeah. Is it, is it OK just at that point to say, yeah, I love that person? How could you love them when you've got your spouse of 20 years? Well, it's different, obviously, isn't it still? But, um, yeah, I think we're very, in our society, and maybe British or Western society, we are protective of the L word like that, aren't we? Yeah, and I think that, yeah, sometimes using terms like NRE or lust or whatever to distinguish between different types of love or different or the different points that you're at, in a loving relationship can be useful because you are experiencing different things but sometimes yeah like especially when we come on to talk about some of the kind of pros and cons of NRE there is this fear that it's maybe not real because you've not quite got to actual love yet so how do you know that this isn't all just this Mm -hmm. you know this crazy thing that's messing with your brain and then once the fog clears you'll realize oh god who is this ugly guy I've been kissing um so yes there's you know there's benefits in being able to distinguish between love and NRE but also I think sometimes there's drawbacks that makes it seem like love is this really special thing and actually maybe we can just say well this is love this is just the exciting part at the beginning of love and then this is the part in the middle of love and then this is the part sometimes when love comes to an end or when it continues on Maybe that would be better ways of of describing it. Yeah, far more nuanced than you you love someone or you don't. And yeah. yeah, how dare you say that you do when you're not sure. And obviously scientists uh, can weigh in on love as well. So there's obviously been lots of studies about how the brain reacts when it's in love. And um, especially these early experiences of love um, where they find that your brain gets just flooded with different chemicals, uh, dopamine being one of the big ones that kind of gives you that kind of buzz, that high oxytocin, norepinephrine, is that how you say it, vasopressin, I can't remember what the pronunciation of these chemicals are, but they're the ones that you get when you've got a newborn baby, that's what, what chemicals your body is releasing then as well uh, during sex that is the same sort of chemical so it's all this kind of flooding of chemicals that give you a completely euphoric feeling whenever you're thinking about or spending time with your new partner so it's all part of your motivation and reward system in your brain so we can actually boil it down to you know just the chemical process that happens in your brain too i don't know if that kind of undermines the you know, the importance that we put on it when you 
just break it down to those components but it's interesting to know the science behind it yeah it's probably a bigger conversation isn't it yeah you can break it down to science does that mean yeah does it undermine it or does it does it back it up in a way you know like the science of our bodies so where are we to argue against it true so let's have a look at some of the pros and cons that we have experienced and that we mm-hmm. have heard others experience in uh, NRE. So even though we're questioning whether we should be using the term NRE or not, we're going to use it anyway, because I yeah. think it does conveniently uh, pinpoint what part of love we are talking about. So what are the pros that you have experienced? I mean the main pro feels like the feeling itself you know it's exciting it's new um you know you're saying that some of the chemicals are similar to to other things it you know we get the same chemicals in our brain as we do with other experiences it still just feels unique i think to me um still just doesn't there's nothing else that feels quite like that so you feel great when when you're in it don't you um yeah that was that was the top of my list as well feels good (laughs) feels good yeah i mean that is the big reason that people do anything is that kind of that rush that you get from doing certain things um you wouldn't do things if they just felt bad so obviously taking that kind of relationship risk starting a new relationship with all the uncertainty that that comes with um, the benefits, obviously, that you feel good. You get that rush of adrenaline when you're planning things to mm-hmm. to do with this new person. Um, I think that it makes me open to new experiences. So I'm mm-hmm. suddenly much more interested in learning about the things that a new partner has to share. So mm-hmm. if they've got hobbies and things that you've maybe never experienced, then you're suddenly much more interested in trying that out because it's connecting to that powerful feeling that you're getting of being with them. Yeah, you're definitely, you're willing to go along with things um, you, you perhaps wouldn't have been with a, with a partner you'd been with for longer or also, again, not, it doesn't have to be a, a poly thing. That you, I think you're up for stuff that you wouldn't be on your own. Yeah, new experiences, new hobbies. I think even just... For me, it feels a bit like you put forward the best version of yourself a little bit. I mean, you you dress a bit nicer that day. You think, oh, you know, I'm going to make, as you would on a date, you're, I'm going to make more of an effort with how you dress or being cheerier, you know, or, yeah, not, not poo-pooing ideas and, and just things like that. So there's there's definitely a self-development that comes with it as well, that not only are you yeah, presenting your best self, but you're actually improving yourself as you kind of open up to new ideas, open up to new experiences, open up to finding out about this new person. It's going to have to help you develop yourself as well. So there's, you know, you're probably developing your social skills more because you're learning how to interact with this new set of personality traits and things like that. So there's all of that sort of personal development that you can get with it as well I think it very much pushes you out of your comfort zone um we were talking Mm. about the nervousness that you experience when you're kind of experiencing NRE so that is definitely pushing you out of your comfort zone and making you fake confidence when you're feeling really nervous that's definitely what I was doing in that story Uh, I was yeah confidently 
kicking you a non-vegan pizza. Yeah, because you have that feeling of, well, they don't know that I can't cook or, you know, they don't know that I'm usually shy in this situation or, yeah, they don't know I don't go to the opera yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'll I'll pretend like this is just an easy, casual thing for me. Um, Yeah. And then maybe that helps you realise, well, why why don't I do this more? Um, yeah, you, you de- for me, you, you become very quickly more open to stuff. I definitely feel more receptive to ideas and probably more like I want to suggest ideas as well. Yeah, I think it, it kind of lets you bring sides of yourself that are maybe sides that you don't show that many other people, but this, that that new person doesn't know that. So there's this freedom of bringing a part of yourself that maybe you have been either suppressing because you're not sure if that is something that your current partner would appreciate or just something that you've been maybe thinking about but haven't, you know, it's It's hard to yeah. suddenly suggest something new or show a new part of you to a partner that you've been with for years and years but someone new yeah. they don't know that that's not what you usually do <laughs> yeah def- definitely and I have this with friends as well there's you know friends I've had from school for instance if we go to a gig uh, you know we don't really dance next to each other or jump around next to each other it's just we're just a bit self-conscious of each other we'll go and enjoy ourselves but you know you're more likely to stand with a drink and nod your head and other people that you probably have not known for as long it's not going to be weird to them if I start dancing or start moving around more so you do it um it's not exclusive to a romantic relationship a lot of what we're talking about can be with a partner can be with a new friend it's it's quite wide-ranging I think so those are the kind of positive consequences of experiencing NRE but as we know there are some drawbacks some negative sides to it that I think if you're aware of them then it it doesn't have to be terrible Um, but it's definitely something to bear in mind so I know that for some people and I read an article about this the other day that instead of talking about new relationship energy they talk about new relationship anxiety that it brings out (laughs) this kind of yeah anxious thoughts about the other person do I like them more than they like me will this end well Um, is this real you know especially if you have done a lot of reading into the kind of science behind it and it's all about chemicals and it makes it feel like you know they're taking over your body and you're not in charge anymore Um, you know it can bring out this anxious side of you that just wants it all to end and calm down a bit and I've definitely experienced parts of that because it does feel, especially if you've not really felt it in, you know, if you've been in a really long term relationship and suddenly you're bombarded with these really intense, over the top feelings, yeah. you feel a bit out of control. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. if, you were, if you were working on a building site and you had NRE, maybe the, the gaffer wouldn't give you the the heavy, the heavy machinery to operate that day or something like that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if that if that's how they made the decisions for certain jobs? It's like no, no, he's got NRE. No, give him. Uh, sorry, lad, sorry lads. Sorry lads. Yeah, NRE today. I can't. Uh, <laughs> can't go down the sewers. I'm afraid. Oh, can here. you phone in sick? Sorry, I'm I'm full of NRE. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to focus on my job at all. Don't give me any important yeah. responsibility. No, I don't think that would be a good idea. Um, but but yeah, you're. 
your head's in the clouds sometimes to use a, a cliche uh, because you're so your your brain is just making you think about that person all the time you you're you perhaps ignoring some other um, responsibilities or, or yeah just can't be trusted to make your usual kind of level of um, maybe be making decisions differently than you normally would so elizabeth chef that i mentioned earlier in her article about NRE, she says, while NRE can be a fun, endorphin-saturated experience, it can be difficult for longer-term partners who feel ignored or overlooked in favour of the exciting new toy. I think for Polly, that's right up there with, it's right there up at the top for, you know, dangers of NRE. The issues with NRE is if you have a longer-term partner, it's very hard for them when you're in that state to be, they just, they're not going to be as shiny and exciting and new and they're not going to take up as much of your headspace as the new partner. So, I mean, she talks about it in her, in her article, but the best thing to do there, I think, know that it's there, know that you're in NRE, appreciate it, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, don't think that now, now I've really realised all these rubbish things about old partner, you know, I mean, building some level of compensation uh, for all the chemicals that are flowing through your brain, making you feel like this about the new person. I guess to put that in a in a nutshell, it's maybe being neglectful of partners or relationships you have that are not in a NRE state. Yeah, and I think that can extend to friendships as well and family. Like, you know, that's yeah. so commonly spoken about within monogamous relationships is the second that someone gets all caught up in a new relationship, they dump all their friends. And yeah, I think it's something to be mindful of in any new relationship that you're going, it's going to be shiny and new and exciting. And it's going to make your old established relationships seem dull and boring and flawed. And as long as you're aware that that is the NRE fades, you know, I think that is the big thing that you have to be aware of. It's not always going to feel this exciting new and shiny that generally NRE, they say, lasts between six months and two years. Um, And obviously that can change depending on circumstances and the people. Um, But yeah, I think that is like a guarantee is that it does eventually wear off. And you don't want it to wear off and then suddenly realise all the damage you've caused in other friendships or other relationships because you've been neglectful of them. So, yeah, I think I think being aware of it. I've heard other people talk about using your NRE eyes to look at other relationships, too. So like we were talking about all the benefits that you get from NRE, where you're opening yourself up to new experiences Um, You're trying to find out absolutely everything you can about this new person. Maybe it should prompt you to go and do that with your old relationship. Actually, we have done that. Um, It popped into my head when I was looking through some of these recommendations. I remember a while ago now, right at the beginning, I think we were doing a kind of list of questions or some things you remember, uh, questions to get to know each other Mm. and... And I think I also did like the personality test thing and I sent you that and we were doing it with each other. But then you were also sharing it with Jane as well. So it was kind of bringing new opportunities to question and get to know your long term partner, because as much as you feel, everybody feels that when they've been with a certain person, for a particular period of time, they know everything about them. You you never know everything about somebody. There's always certain 
new things you can discover. That was a, a recommendation that I saw was to kind of use the exciting things, new adventures that you're doing with this new person and not necessarily do exactly the same things with another partner, but use it, use that kind of sudden burst in energy to go and try new things with mm. an existing partner or to start looking at them in that questioning way that you're doing with the new partner and saying, well, maybe I could find out more about what you think about this or that. So I thought that was quite a good way of dealing with, yeah, that potential to neglect established partners, which would not be a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. From I've had the exact thought in my head of we've had a really good chat or have listened intently to something you were saying. You think, wait, do I do this with my other partner? Why can't I do this? Like, what is it? What is the what is stopping me from being this? receptive to something that they're saying and yeah it was all it was just attitude really you listen like you that just fall into routines else. you fall into patterns yeah. don't you so, yeah exactly um so a few other points that i came across in a few articles that i was reading and also just mm-hmm. kind of reflecting on our nre mm-hmm. um is that nre is uh, a place that feels uncertain and therefore lacking security mm-hmm. and that's just that's just the nature of NRE you know when you're starting a new relationship with somebody you don't know where it's going to lead um you haven't kind of settled down into how your dynamic works with each other just yet so that brings about levels of uncertainty which you know if if you're experiencing that anxiety that we talked about before that can obviously make that worse you know where will this lead Will it last past the NRE phase? You know, that level of uncertainty. Um, this feels really good not right now, but it's not making me feel secure because I know that it is temporary and it's not going to last. And so it's trying to find ways to build a little bit of certainty and security in without, you know, making any crazy promises that you can't actually uh, keep. So suggestions like trying to build up trust and security by sharing with this new partner uh, what you like, how they can reassure you, um, how they can help you reduce those feelings of insecurity and uncertainty. Essentially, you know, teach them how to love you. So I know that this gets covered with the love languages in other kind of discussion topics and things like that. But I think that's really important. I think there is this um, natural instinct to be a bit guarded about yourself when it's a new relationship. You don't want them to see your weaknesses. You don't want them to know that you're feeling a bit insecure and anxious. But actually, if you just tell them, you know, it would be nice if you sent me a message every now and then to let me know that you're thinking about me. Um, Because that signs, I suppose, to most people... Maybe the, I think you mentioned this before, that um, when we were talking about our first date, you didn't dare think about um, a kiss on the first date because you didn't want to seem too eager or um, to scare me away. And equally, I think people don't want to say, do you know what? I kind of miss you when you're not around. Would you send me a quick message? Because that feels really needy and you don't want to scare them away. Um, or maybe you worry that you're going to be too much for somebody. 
there are people that you are going to be too much for in life. That is just that's just how compatibility and incompatibility work. And if you are too much for somebody, then that somebody isn't really for you. So trying to box yourself in to just be what they want you to be and, you know, to contain yourself so you're not being too much, you know, that's not going to be healthy for you either. So the suggestion was to be more vulnerable, even during NRE, when you're trying to be cool and mm. not at all show any of your flaws and yep. to ask for what you need to feel more secure and to lower that level of uncertainty and anxiety. So hard to do, easy to say to do, but it's probably quite hard to do because, yeah, there is the fear of scaring the person off, especially if it's still within like the first three or four months or something. You'd I, I certainly didn't show you my vulnerabilities within the first no. four or five months, year. Have I ever? I mean, I am perfect. <laughs> there are no there are yeah. no flaws here. No, no. Yeah, it's it's definitely easier said than done. And I think yeah, it's embracing that uncertainty because someone can say, you know, I want to see you your vulnerable side. I, I want to know uh, your fears or, or what makes you anxious um, and I think that is good I think also you might need to know at that point that yeah you, you could spill the beans and say oh I find this really difficult and you know this happened and I get really anxious at this situation they could go oh oh right this isn't going to yeah. work yeah and that, know, that is true and I suppose you've got to like you have got to balance it I mean you don't want to just be a total open book right from the get-go dump every piece of insecurity and difficulties from your past on this brand new person that you've known like a week yeah. obviously I'm not I'm not suggesting that you do that but as you get into the relationship and as perhaps you start yeah. feeling these anxieties grow then you can start having honest communication about these things what you're saying is, is spot on and I, th I think um touched on recently that is something that's been helping us is talking about vulnerabilities saying that when you said this, I felt this. And then yeah, it, it helps you to understand the other person and yourself. So yeah, trying to get a little bit of that in in that NRE state, I think is useful because yeah, if you are presenting this best version of yourself, it's almost you want to put a little disclaimer on it saying, by the way, you know, this is like, I'm really trying right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best you're ever going to get. <laughs> All downhill from here. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, hopefully the more you learn, the more experiences you have, then if you're both going through that together, then maybe you can you can enjoy the ride and, and know the forces that are at play. Yeah, and I think that was, you know, you said that earlier. It's like it's about being aware of what NRE is, what effect it's having on you, what effect it's having on the, your new partner that's amplifying everything and making everything totally out of proportion. So as all poly groups will tell you, do not make any big life changes within that first year. And I think that that should go for any relationship, you know, there's nothing yeah. that we've talked about here other than really how it has an effect on another partner that is that particular to polyamory. Like NRE, even though the term has been coined for the polyamorous people, um, everything is experienced in a monogamous relationship. There's maybe just slightly more insecurities and uncertainties with NRE if you're 
a new partner and your partner has another partner because that obviously adds to anxieties and insecurities and everything else. So certain things that we've talked about might be greater in polyamory, but they exist within monogamy too. So it's, yeah, it's being aware of that, not rushing into marriage within six months, don't buy a house together, don't have kids, you know, (laughs) that's, that's rules for everybody, not just polyamorous people. But equally, I think, don't be afraid of letting it move you a bit as well, because it can be transformative. We have just talked about how it's opening you up to new experiences, being more adventurous. Um, I think I have had the tendency of being a bit scared of NRE and being like, nope, remember it's all chemicals. Nope, remember this isn't real. Remember that this is all bigger and it's going to fade. And and actually, you know, that will give you anxiety in itself. So actually being open to it, enjoying it, going along with it, but being aware it's there and that everything is a little kind of, you know, rose tinted. Yeah, an awareness of it. And I think the what we're saying about it applies to, it could apply to any relationship. That's definitely a common theme. I think we keep coming across. You think I should have been applying this thinking when I was monogamous. Um, I should have been thinking about these things, reading up on them. I certainly wasn't, you know, so yeah. another pro, another pro for Polly. Well, exactly. I think that was in our our pro list for Polly when we were talking about it in the previous episode. It, you know, it forces you to look at a lot of relationship issues in general, not specific to polyamory, but just mm-hmm. to do with relating to somebody else and how important communication is, how important honesty is, sharing vulnerability, uh, being aware that you're an individual, they're an individual. All of these things are so important in all relationships, not just polyamory, but polyamory forces you to look at them so much more because you're juggling multiple people. So you've got to be even more aware of all of these things. So it does, It it's hard. It It's the fast track into becoming good at relationships that can be really painful at times. But it does mean that we get to those points quite quickly. So I think the two of us are new to polyamory but already within just over a year I would say that we have learned a lot of tips and tricks for general relationships that I certainly didn't learn in 12 years of marriage 12 years of relationship I wasn't married for just under 10 years um so that is a benefit definitely even if it does take slightly more intense difficult situations to get you there like Christmas and New Year, which we will have a whole other episode on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting made into a feature length. Ugh, it wasn't that bad, but no. <laughs> I think there's there's definitely good things to share um, for yeah, others yeah. who will go through big holiday seasons where yeah, they're not getting to be with their partner. Definitely be interested in, uh, to hear how some other folks did it as well. We should. I know. We really need to start getting in some other people to share their diary entries from a day in the life of their polycule um, so that people aren't just hearing like really detailed accounts of our lives. (laughs) It'd be nice to hear somebody else's life for a change. Our life really isn't that interesting. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that has been a good discussion about NRE. And I think... 
to kind of summarize it down to the kind of main points that we made is that NRE is just the kind of early form of what is broadly love and yet we don't want to kind of we get a bit nervous using the word love um it, it can be crazy it is an amazing feeling but it also has its downsides of insecurities anxieties worries but there's lots of things that you can do to make sure that you don't get too carried away with it we should enjoy it but we should be aware of what it is and that it is temporary make sure we're still nurturing all our other relationships and to just be aware of how we're feeling in the middle of nre and to communicate that well with our partners yeah i think that's a good little summary of of, of nre and what we've talked about today um we mentioned a few articles during the show so we'll, we'll list those in the show notes if anyone wants to do any more reading on that Great. Okay. I think that was a really nice discussion. I enjoyed that. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.